family, welcome to Motherhood in Black and White. I'm Kanji. I'm Tara. And we are having a conversation, as we do every week, about our parenting journeys, Mm -hmm. about our friendship issues and problems and the benefits of being friends, (laughs) and just all the things about motherhood as a Gen X moms, right? That's right. For those of you that are just tuning into the podcast, thank you so much for listening in. What we like to talk about is similarities and the things that we have in common as moms and then the things that we experience that can be a little bit different because motherhood is challenging. It's hard. (laughs) We'll use that word. Uh, Yeah, just say it. Hard. It's hard, but it's not universal within those challenges. And so sometimes we like to see if we're experiencing similar or the same things or if there's anything that's different and what we can learn from each other and from some of our guests. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of just a little breakdown of who we are if you are just joining us. And if you have been listening to us for the last three seasons, welcome back. So Tara, what's going on with you this week, friend? So many things. You know, work's always crazy for me and we are settling in. We've been talking about this on the last few episodes of the podcast, but we've kind of settled into our first week of middle school with Gage. It's been an interesting little turn of events. Let's get into this. So this whole summer with Gage was interesting because he just turned 12 and we've noticed like, especially in the last six months or so, we're kind of careening into these preteen puberty changes you know he's starting to look like a dude walking around my house like a grown man I don't understand what's happening (laughs) so we're getting into this territory where he's asserting his independence in a lot of ways which is right on time this is when he's supposed to do it's totally okay right I accept it but then there's also you know we're starting to see he's on his own in his room a lot more doors closed He's kind of doing his own thing totally cool I want that for him he's got his own friend groups they have their own conversations I'm not privy to a lot of it he got a flip phone this summer he talks to his friends sometimes on messenger so he's just having like his own little experience over there and his own little independent life and I'm struggling with or I was it's getting better where the limits are for like how much privacy he gets like how much do I go and check on him or interfere like when do I look you know so we're getting into this territory where I'm trying to really let him be independent but I'm also like okay but like when do I just make sure everything's cool yeah you know what I mean and you're a couple years ahead of me absolutely one and a half ish so it's just been an interesting time Again, I've shared recently, it's my favorite so far, but this is like what mom's having to work. I'm having to work this out for myself. And we can work it out on our podcast. That's right. This is what this is for. So I'm so glad we're here. It's great because we've had some conversations, um, not on air and not being recorded, about (laughs) like what our kids are going through, what they need. And there's this whole school of thought and lots of articles that will tell you like why children need their privacy and Mm -hmm. need to be respected. So we can kind of walk through and talk through some of those ideas Mm -hmm. and kind of some boundaries. But I will share with you before we begin that one person who never believed that children needed privacy was my mama. My mama either. This whole like keeping the doors closed, knocking before entering, it is brand new to me. (laughs) Because you know who never knocked and waited for me to answer the door? My mama. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, and, and Roman, my son, is in the eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And same thing with your son, Gage, Tara. Roman's door is always closed. Mm-hmm. And so what I have done is I just knock and open, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm coming. 
you don't wait for the come in, but you're like, I'm coming in. So <laughs> how could I? It's a I, warning. That, that was not modeled. To right. Me. Yes. So I didn't know that you're supposed to like wait for somebody to say, come in, <laughs> wait for your child to say, come in to the room that I pay for. Like you were going to say that. Like, why would I wait? So right, this is my I'm, house. Right. So, and the fact that the door is closed is another issue. But yeah. and he says to me, he's like, Mom, you know, I could be in here. You know, you have to respect my privacy. Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing he's an adolescent boy. Right. I need to wait. Right. Listen, for, for his for sake. For me and him. And for me. Right. I, I'm going to I'm going to knock and yep. I'm going to wait. Give it a minute. As long as it takes. <laughs> <laughs> for him to say come in yes and again that wasn't something i ever experienced right. but when i'm looking at the argument of like why kids need privacy mm-hmm. one of the first reasons of course is you know for modesty and it's like you know they're going through their body changes and kind of figuring stuff out and doing things and so for that reason I absolutely do agree that we do need to give kids some sort of privacy how much I still struggle with Tara. Yeah. Even from the body modesty thing, I also think about it in the terms of autonomy and consent. Like, I think Mm -hmm. it kind of goes hand in hand. Like, this is your room. This is your space. This is just your body. So you get to share what, you know what I mean? So I try to think about that, too. But it is like, okay, but where is the line? What's the balance? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't either. either. <laughs> and you don't know either. Uh. But so I get that. Like, that's not the biggest issue with me. We think a little bit about, you mentioned that Gage has a flip phone. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, one of my girlfriends from New York and her sons were down visiting and she and I were on Instagram and she <laughs> looked at me and she's like, wait a second, my son has an Instagram account. It was private. Wait. And she friend requested him. <laughs> so later on at dinner, I was talking and I said to her, I said, hey, Tiffany, did he accept your friend request? Uh-huh. And she's like, no. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. no that's a no. That's social a no. media is a line. So social media. <laughs> yes. Do you have Gage's passwords for all of his accounts, his email accounts, even his school account? How does that go? And and do yeah. you check the accounts? I set up the passwords for all of Gage's accounts. So he doesn't have any accounts that he set up on his own. So I do have all those passwords. And I check his iPad Every couple of weeks, I'll just do a quick run through, you know, to make sure nothing's come through that's not supposed to or that I missed something. Part of that is also so he can't spend all my money when he's buying those apps and stuff. And then we did a flip phone specifically because he already had an iPad. We needed a phone so he could call us in emergencies because he's on his own a little bit more now. But we did it on purpose because we didn't want to have in his pocket all that access you know the iPad's a little easier to control at the house we've taken a pretty hard stance jason and i both on social media that that's not going to happen i mean hopefully that we know about clearly because it can but we really are trying to make sure that doesn't happen until it absolutely has to till as late as possible yeah and um, that's an area where again i'm i'm struggling i give myself a, a d minus um <laughs> it's how we are able to kind of monitor our kids and their activities when they're online. Yeah. And, and, you know, they have to have email accounts and, and sometimes they get the accounts when they're playing interactive games, mm-hmm. um, video games. Mm-hmm. How do you kind of respect that? Okay. You have this autonomy, mm-hmm. but I also have the ability <laughs> to look at and check everything that you're doing. I mean, I think for us, two things, The email accounts we've had to set up for his online stuff, he doesn't have access to 
anywhere. He doesn't have a laptop. We haven't given him that amount. So he doesn't even know how to get into that email. He doesn't have to use it at school? He has his school email. And I don't even think he uses the email. I think it's just for a login. Like he might. We'll see. But I don't think he does. And when I'm checking his iPad, the way I deal with that is he knows what the limits are when he has the iPad. So if I check it and there are things that are outside the limits, he knows that we're going to have a conversation about that. Everything else, fair game. So I don't chew him up over every little dumb thing I see because there's a lot of dumb things on there. But if I've set a limit, he knows this is not okay, but I see that, then he knows we're going to have a conversation about it. Yeah. And I think what you're talking about a little bit is kind of if they're able to cultivate that trust, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So if you start to check stuff, you see stuff and and they're doing the right thing, they kind of earn a little bit more. That's right. That's right. right. Yeah. However, if you start to check and they're not doing the right thing, that trust is broken. And then you are going to start checking more. That's right. Right. And mm-hmm. kind of setting up those boundaries and setting up those safeguards because clearly their developing minds aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Right. And so, yeah, I like what you said for us. One thing that we make sure we do is kind of if you're doing the right thing, then you're going to get a few more things. Right. You're going to get a little bit more. You're going to be able to we're going to loosen our grip a little bit, but we will bring it back in real tight. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Yeah. If you start to act up. Right. Yeah. And I think, too, with Gage, like part of our conversation has been making sure that when we're talking about it, we're not demonizing. Right. We're like, listen, you're a kid. Kids have to make bad choices sometimes to recognize consequences. So they learn how to make good choices. So the reason I'm helping you with this is to practice what it means to have consequences from bad choices so that you learn how to make better choices. Cause I think at one point he would get really frustrated with himself. Like, I don't know why I keep, I know not to do it, but I keep doing it. I'm like, well, that's what kids do. You're going to push the limits and we're just going to keep hitting this wall until you stop hitting this wall. And I think that's been a good practice too is to like just be cool about it not to make it a huge I can't believe you keep doing it you know what I mean and and that seems to have worked for us yeah I can't be cool (laughs) I'm making everything a big deal all the time that's just that's just my DNA right but you know and then again what ends up happening is my kid starts to say things like you know mom you're so annoying or you're so aggravating or you're the hardest mom I know none of my friends have moms like that And and I'm like you're welcome. Yeah. Because what he doesn't see, and again, there's a conversation there that I think I need to be better with my language because he likes to think that nothing gives me more joy than punishing him. Right. Or scrutinizing him. Right. Or checking up after him and checking on him. When ultimately, all I want to do is keep him safe. Right. And that's it. Yes. And I just don't understand why our kids are adolescent kids can't see that or get that and kind of like help me help me communicate (laughs) that help me help you help me help you like how do we communicate that to them in a way that their adolescent brains can understand that's a good question it's interesting because Gage and I had really interesting conversations when we were quarantine during the COVID time when we were like at a, both at home during the day, we would take a walk and we would talk and he was on the internet a lot more because he was home. Right. And 
I had real talk conversations with him where he would ask me questions like, why can't I have a free reign YouTube? Why is it limited to X, Y, Z? And I would just be straight up like, listen, I'm just going to tell you there are really bad people on the internet and there's very inappropriate content that you don't need to see. It's not good for you. It's not good for your developing brain. You're just gonna have to trust me on this. I'm not trying to keep you from seeing all that the internet has to offer. I'm telling you straight up, there's stuff out there that you just don't want any part of. And what I'm doing is trying to keep you safe from that. I just said that to him. And he seemed, I mean, this was two years ago. We'll see how he feels at 13 or when in the next year. But at the time he was like, okay, all right. So how do you have that conversation without creating fear, right? Like, you can't go on the internet because someone will track you down. Because I I didn't, because I didn't say it like that. Mm-hmm. I, I said, just matter of fact, I was just very matter of fact about it. Like, um, there's a lot of people in the world. Not everybody's got good intentions. It's pretty rampant on the internet because there's no safeguards. You just have to be really careful until, until you kind of understand what the rules are. We're going to keep a tighter rein on you. And I, I don't know. He just wasn't scared. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know how I said it. I remember that. Like, I don't know if you had that experience as a kid, but kidnapping was a huge fear when we were little. Yeah. Did you have that? Oh, yeah. And I mean, my mom would just scare the devil out of me. Like someone is going to snatch you up at any minute if you don't know exactly what I say every time I say. I mean, I was scared to death. And I feel like Gage knows that the world's not perfect and he needs to be aware, but he doesn't seem to be afraid. Okay. And I don't know if I did that or if he's just that kid. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I have tried not to use that same language. (laughs) That was a huge fear for me. I just thought everybody was going to snatch me up any minute. It's crazy how they kept us in line with fear when we were little. So wild. You use that like past tense like that doesn't still happen. (laughs) Well, just think about that's how the world is operating. It's true. It is true. Turn on any news channel and there's like fear about it's like oh yes everything is happening it's a great recession that's true you know monkey pox i mean maybe it's because i was not afraid my mom when she would share that with me i could feel that she was afraid like Mm -hmm. that was her fear and i I don't think i'm sharing it that sounds like that's what i'm afraid of i'm more like that could really happen you know i don't want that for you it's i don't know it's a little different you don't know yeah maybe that's something that i can reflect on and see if that's an area where I can change the way that I'm delivering information to get a different response because the response I'm getting now is <laughs> one of us might not make it to the end. Wait, one of us might not make it to the end of these teenage years Uh-oh. and I can trust and believe I'm going to make it. Trust <laughs> and believe. It, it, it's not going to be me. It's not going to be me. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, when we talk about like, you know, a lot of these things that we're doing is to safeguard our kids yeah. and to keep them safe. And then we also hear in the same breath, like here we are, it's like we want to keep our kids safe by keeping them offline and not doing these things. Mm-hmm. But then we're putting pictures of our kids up on social media. Yes. And then we're the ones that are like sharing their information. Like it's their first day of school. Yes. It's their Here's birthday. Here's the name in the background. Yes. Yeah. So I, so I think that we also need to be mindful and be aware of kind of like what we're doing. Yeah. There was a lawsuit that came out a couple of years ago. I don't know if you paid attention to this and it was just I think an appeal was just filed but do you remember the rock group Nirvana yeah oh the baby the baby yes I do remember that so the baby on the album cover what was the album Nevermind Never mm-hmm. yeah the album Nevermind it was the baby in the water 
when he became an adult, he sued his parents for an invasion of privacy because he didn't consent mm-hmm. to being on the album cover. And he was naked. naked. That's naked. Right. Yes. And it's like, of course you didn't consent. You're a baby. <laughs> <laughs> But it makes you think, and, and I would love to talk to some of my fellow attorneys to kind of get some information who, who focus on privacy laws. Right. Like how many kids have filed lawsuits against their parents for posting things about them without their consent or without their permission? God, I will be in very big trouble <laughs> if Gage gets to an adult. Have you started asking for consent? No. You don't actually post many pictures of Roman. I don't. You don't. No. I I, pro- I post more than you do, yes. and even I'm I'm way less than I used to be. But I have started asking, like in the last two years, okay. is it okay if I post this picture? Yeah, that's fine. And so that's because of how old he is, right? Yeah. Let's talk about in the last couple of weeks, we've had a lot of people on social media posting about their kids' first day of school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And again, we were just talking about some of the information they're posting. You know, where their kids going to school, what mm-hmm. their kids are wearing, and we talk about fear Mm -hmm. you know yep if a bad actor someone sees this information what can they they can then do with it it's like you know where the kids are going to school you know what they're wearing you know what their name is back in our day that's when you know the bad man in the van could have used that information and be like come snatch you up yeah yeah, come come help me find my home by herself today it's like oh here she is come help me find my puppy Right. right right and so i think we as parents also need to be able to practice what we preach and consider that's fair like what we're doing and what we're posting and how that can affect our kids in the future right like we always tell them or i'm telling my son now like what you're doing now is going to stick with you for the rest of your lives Mm -hmm. your life it's like what i'm doing to you also will yeah stick that so be careful like the pictures i'm posting the content i'm posting information i'm sharing where i'm sharing it because it's not it's not mine that's his information it's true. I feel like when Gage was born, I had an iPhone and I'd been on Facebook for maybe just a couple of years. And I feel like social media, we got behind the eight ball on that. We just jumped right in, right? Just picture, 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 post, post, post. And then it started to turn the corner, I would say even just in the last four or five years mm-hmm. where people are starting to think like, oh, maybe I shouldn't put every single family picture on Facebook or maybe I shouldn't post every you know, activity that we do on Instagram. I've been paying attention and I, and I don't post nearly as much as I used to, but I like to share our vacation stuff and I love the first day of school pictures. I love them. You know, I love them so much, but I do try to be conscious about his school name and identifying details. I try to be careful with that, but I don't know that I've been perfect at it. I think you've been perfect at everything you've done. Um, I can always count on you, Kanji. But I think that's my probably my D minus. If if yours was on on the online, mine's on social posts. (laughs) Again, we, we think like how challenging and how hard it is to parent in the digital age. Like the things that we're talking about are things that our parents probably never could have even considered. Right. But then we also think there are so many things that we're dealing with that they also dealt with. Right. Sure. Like, and it's how you start to um, loosen that grasp and mm-hmm. start to give kids this autonomy and kind of respect their right to privacy and teach kids as they're growing kind of what the boundaries are and can be and should be. And if it's okay to respect or to give them 
kind of privacy in different settings, right? Situations. And if it, is it something that's given to them freely or is it something that should be earned? I guess it might depend on what it is, sort of like what we talked about. I think that there's, I think similar to like, you know, when they're little and you get those lists about here are the chores they can do at this age and the chores. They can, I think that there are levels that you're like, okay, well, you're 12 now. So here's some areas where it's yours, your modesty, your autonomy, your body, that's all yours. Online's not all yours. <laughs> you know, I think that you have to look at their age and their maturity level and kind of decide where you open it up and where you keep it tight and. There's just so many areas. Yeah. And, and there's so many different schools of thought. One yeah. uh, therapist, uh, I can't remember their name, but said, you know, you should never check your kids' social media accounts because what? that will break, right? <laughs> no, that's a no <laughs> for Because it, It's like, because you will break their trust. And I was like, clearly this person <laughs> probably don't have kids. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Adolescent kids. Because you have to balance maybe breaking their trust versus keeping them safe. Yeah. Right. And if you're balancing those, I'm someone's like, your safety is my number one priority. Paramount. Yes. Yeah. And it's like other things, I'm going to have to deal with you being mad at me, being angry at me. Mm -hmm. We're going to work this out, Mm -hmm. maybe in therapy for the next 10 or 20 years. (laughs) But I need to keep you safe and alive. And I will do what I need to do to make that happen. I think there's a way to do it, too. I mean, obviously, looking at their social media is, uh, you know, a version of being in their business. But I think there's a difference if you say up front, like, I will allow you to have this account, but I will have full access to it. Please know that. And you set those limits. And that's different than just giving it to them and then doing it on the sneak. Oh, yeah. No. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or there's also like, there's a difference between if I'm checking it and I don't see anything. So I don't even talk to him about it versus if I see something I think we need to discuss. Mm-hmm. So obviously, he knows what the limits are. And he gets that space and then I only step in when I feel like the limit's been broken kind of look what we're doing now mm-hmm. I just think there's a way to do it without breaking their trust I think you can set those limits and everybody agrees to the rules and, you know and you're a master communicator and that's key and that's you know I'm going to give you that compliment because it's true and also that's something that I'm I'm learning from you during our friendship and over the course of kind of what this thing that we're doing called a podcast um, <laughs> it's what you're doing that's different than what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be working from you. So it's like, okay, maybe I can take something from that and adjust it, see how it works for me. Yeah. You know, a lot of it is all of us kind of, while we're on this parenting journey, are also on this learning journey and we're on this unlearning journey. Oh yeah. Right. Cause it's like, okay, that's what was done for me. That did not work. <laughs> did not work. <laughs> that did not work. I don't want to do that. But, you know, you have to guard against overcompensation. We've talked about that. Like, I don't want to do it like that, but I can't do it completely the opposite way. There's something in the middle. There has to be something in the middle. But it just feels like we're making it up as we go. All the time. (laughs) Just building the plane while we fly. This don't make no sense. Every single day. Yes. Um, But you know what? It's gotten us to where we are now. Yeah. And, you know, it's like it's working. Yeah. These kids are good. They're good kids. We're doing all right. I try to remind myself all the time, like, he's a good kid. We're going to be fine. (laughs) He will be fine as long as you knock and wait for him to respond before you enter. (laughs) He will be just fine. If you do what I do and just kind of like knock and enter, both y'all might be in therapy someday soon. (laughs) There might be some trauma to discuss (laughs) later down the road. So just don't do that. (laughs) You know what the other thing I do? I don't know if you do this, but like, especially around that is 
because he's a boy and I'm a, you know, I grew up a girl. I don't know the experience. So I look at his dad a lot and I go, tell me how to do this. Like, cause I, I don't know all the nuances and details there. So I let his dad kind of lead the way a lot in that stuff. I have no desire. To <laughs> I'm like, if you tell me he's cool and not to worry about it, I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Again, not wait for the that's right permission to enter and that's kind of like where i'm going to set that boundary it's like that okay perfectly fine i think I'm that's gonna, good i'm gonna give it to you i'm gonna give it to you <laughs> so podcast family uh we would love to hear from you and kind of how you are kind of addressing this situation if you have kids and at any age if and how and when you start to figure out what the privacy and supervision looks like mm-hmm. and how you're able to cultivate trust without breaking any of those barriers that you're putting up yeah in terms of like these boundaries are like boundaries mm-hmm. yeah that's mm-hmm. also a good word see you Tara good at communication <laughs> every single day I'm not a therapist but I play one on TV Tara and communication <laughs> that's her A plus for this week and podcast family we give you an A plus each and every day and how you're doing in your parenting journey and we know sometimes some days some weeks some months can feel challenged and hard and they can feel like they're in a struggle but know that you are not alone in this motherhood or parenthood journey whatever your journey looks like we're here right alongside you and we will be every week including next week Make sure that if you haven't already, you are following us on your favorite listening platform. We love having you with us each week. Make sure you reach out to us on Instagram at Black and White Momcast. We really do want to hear from you on this privacy topic. We are obviously learning as we go and we want to hear from you to see what you guys are doing. Thanks again for joining us every week. We love having you. With that being said, we are signing off. We will be back next week. Same time, same place. Take good care of podcast family.